Did it hurt you to cut yourself off? You know, a little bit. It kind of did. Did it? You know, he was waiting. Yeah, it hurt, right? You I was like, "Come on, Travis." You were trying to find like, "Where's the money shot? Where am I?" And then you just really didn't say anything. Do I ramble that much? No, not more than me. Well, okay, at least I'm the biggest rambler. Or gambler. Or gambler. Yes. Uh, it's good to see you back, Adam Lieberman. Good to be back. I like it. Uh, we are now joined with by Matt Plummer, my neighbor. Yeah. Hello, so neighbor. Hey, man. Good I to like see it. Yeah, it's good to see you, man. Um, so you, you, uh, it's crazy. When I met you, I didn't realize a few months ago. Um, I remember you saying that Melinda, Melinda, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That Melinda went through a transformation. That you both went through like a health transformation, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize what you meant. I mean, I knew what you meant, obviously, but I didn't realize the magnitude of it until I saw photos on your Instagram. Like, I got on your Instagram. I was like, holy shit. Like, you guys lost, I don't know what she lost, but you lost like 100 pounds. Yeah, 108 pounds in 11 months. In 11 months? Yeah. How hard was it? You know, I look back and it wasn't, the hard part were the early, like, the decisions, right? But the, you know, if I look back, the thing that I did the most was um, I replaced uh, fast food with a meal replacement shake Mm. twice a day. And I just didn't stop. Wow. For a year. Really? And then one thing led to another and I got off the couch and I started walking and then I got into the gym Mm. and I hired a trainer and the the compound effect took over. However, like people are like, how'd you lose a hundred pounds? I'm like, you don't want to know because it's too simple. I Isn't just that did crazy? It for a year. Yeah. I mean, that's I'm not a hundred, but I, you know, I've lost 30 pounds yeah. in three months and it's easy. It's crazy how easy it is. Once you flip that switch and you decide, okay, I'm not going to, I'm going to stop eating pink box. Shout out to pink box. We love you. But, um, you know, once you flip that switch, yeah, I it's mean, easy. And, and once I lost a hundred pounds and then we uncovered, you know, then I was, you know, became sober and quit gambling and smoking and everything like that. It, we then ended up realizing we were a half a million dollars in debt. So now you just made it hard for everyone because now you basically just told everyone in not so many words, quit having fun. Um. <laughs> and, then, and, and then moved to Las Vegas. Wait, and then moved to Las Vegas. Yeah. Wait, so wait. So, but how did you realize you were half a million dollars in debt? Uh, so it took to go through all of that pain and to, I mean, I was just masked by everything. And so once we went through that two-year transformation, uh, it then became prevalent that we were spending too much money. We were spending more money than we were making, and you know, taking out a 401k loan twice back-to-back years to just make ends meet for the next 90 days. The, you know, awareness is the first step in any transformation, and that was our awareness moment of our financial transformation that we were spending, you know, five thousand, six thousand dollars more than we were actually making. Wow, mm. that's just wild. And what was the hardest, what was harder, to stop gambling or stop eating? Cigarettes. Cigarettes. Oof. Really? Still get the crave? Still get the craving? Not anymore. Um, I use some, you know, one of my coaching uh, principles is emotional and financial intelligence and say the thing out loud before you do it. And, you know, when I was thinking about, like, when I look back, I'm like, eh, having a drink's no big deal. Having, you know, placing a, you know, bet on a blackjack table's no big deal or the Super Bowl. But I'm going to light a piece of paper filled with nicotine, fiberglass, and chemicals. I'm going to light it on fire, and I'm going to inhale it into my lungs 10 times, 20 times a day. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So then once you say it out loud, it's easy. But that was the hardest thing in the moment to quit. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Because it's so acceptable everywhere. Right. You know, this was a decade ago. Right. You know, yeah, when no, you could actually walk in somewhere and smoke a cigarette. Mm-hmm. I can't, mm-hmm. but... What were you, you going to say? Yeah, no. Like, so then how do you feel about people like me who... I, it's not justifying, but like, I vape. I, I Completely <laughs> judge you. You know? Yeah, well, no, you have to. You have to, right? Because it's just... Do you think it's the newest way of hiding the fact of how bad it is? You know, here's the... Um, the thing that I now pride myself is, is like, it's okay to be where you are. Mm-hmm. Like, just... It's not okay to stay there. So find the thing that you want to change or transform... Awareness, decision, intentionality. If people vape, like I don't care I mean, if people drink. We, we could, you guys could all be drinking right now, and I would have zero impact on me personally, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, or cigarettes or whatever. Uh, it just, I don't. It doesn't matter to me, mm. right? And so, um, yeah. I mean, I think the the people are going to do the easiest thing to get their fix, mm-hmm. right? You now, gotta replace that behavior with something that's easier. That's it, like the toughest. Yeah, path of least that. resistance. That's why a meal replacement shake a decade and a half ago was so much easier than walking into a CrossFit gym. Right. Or doing keto for 90 days or doing a blood test or doing a gene test. Like nobody knew any of that. Sure. But they could, I could, I could drink a shake and not go to McDonald's. Yeah. How not hard sure. was it to quit gambling on a loss? So I stopped gambling or I was able to stop gambling after a massive loss weekend. Mm-hmm. However, I had lost some weight and I was sober. And so it was easier to just keep turning right. Yeah. Because I had already built up some wins and I didn't want to go back. Mm. Right. Which is actually how I ended up in entrepreneurship because I did that for 90 days, right? I lost 30 pounds. I was sober. Uh, I hadn't placed any bets. I had created this void and this gap of time between four o'clock and seven, eight o'clock. And I'm like, what the hell am I going to do for four hours? Right. I'm freaking bored. Right. And then I'm staring chicken wings, beer, gambling, right? Staring football season coming up in September and October. And I'm like, I've got to find something to fill these four hours a day. Mm. Wow. And Melinda knew about all the vices. She knew about the gambling. Like, what did she know? Melinda knew. Or knew. I mean, I think ultimately at the end of the day, Melinda knows way more than I probably give her credit for. Yeah. I mean, wives do, right? right. They just they just know everything. Um, where Melinda, you know, her her superpower was that she just has the biggest forgiveness gene on the planet mm. right? uh, of grace and forgiveness. I just got word. Uh, I think it, you have Meltzer in the waiting room. They claim he is. They claim uh, he's there. Meltzer is not in any waiting room that I see him. have here. Let uh. me answer this. Did you have like a, oh shit, coming to Jesus moment? Yeah. It was, what was that? Um, mine was... Oh, uh, oh, sorry. Hold that thought. Yeah, Don't okay, forget that question. Yeah. We're going to go to David Meltzer is going to join us through the magic of Zoom. Stand by. Standing by. Into it. Drum roll. David, do you hear us? 
I can hear you. Can you hear me? I hear you. I hear you. Right I see you and I hear you. There he is. Look at him. <laughs> the mo mobile Meltzer. The busiest guy on planet Earth, 100%. I don't know anyone that has a schedule crazier than you. I'm very active, man. Busy means unavailable, but I try to make myself as accessible <laughs> as possible. Well, I appreciate you joining us. This is our fourth annual 24-hour live stream, oh, which wow. is just insane. And uh, I've, got a, I've got a couple people with me. So I'm going to do the same format I just did with you uh, on office hours last week because I loved that so much. So I'm going to start you off with a question. Um, I just recently, over the last three months, I've lost uh, 30 pounds. Uh, I got my blood work done on keto, so I've, I became a better me. Matt Plummer is here with me, and uh, Matt lost 100 pounds. Uh, and you have transformed yourself over the years as well, David. So I just wanted to know, um, how hard was it to become the better you? Yeah, well, I've actually, a lot of people probably don't know this, but I lost 47 pounds uh, since I've been 50 years old, so over five years. Um, and the way that I did it was actually to make my health a non-negotiable, mm. but the number one non-negotiable in my life. And I'll tell you why. And I hear people, even on office hours there at the Wynn where we're filming, they tell themselves the same lie that I told myself, which is family first, then the activity I get paid for because it's for my family, and then my health. And I will tell you that most human beings in their prioritization, if they prioritize their family and they prioritize the activity they get paid for for their family, it's very rare that they're gonna work out, eat right, stretch, have balanced exercises, meditate, or whatever other practices and modalities that I use today in order to effectuate my health, knowing though that my health allows me to have as many wishes that I want, and if I'm unhealthy, I'll only have one wish, and it won't be to help my family or to make money. And so, I had to re-engineer a complete life paradigm that I need to put my health before my family and before the activity I get paid for. So I actually, instead of being a hypocrite, can take care of my family and make more money. Matt, I see you shaking your head at everything he's saying over there. Uh, mm -hmm. Your thought, what, uh, what do you have for Dave? Well, so as a financial coach for real estate agents, entrepreneurs and couples, um, and health, right? We've gone through these uh, physical transformations and financial transformations. It's so amazing that the transformations for both to, get, to achieve what you want are the exact same principles, right? Dave just mentioned that he, you know, most people prioritize their health last. I teach people profit first, right? So the only way to become profitable as a business owner is to take profit first, not what everybody else does, which is wait until the end of the year when you look at your profit and loss statement, which is exactly what he just said is like, hey, if I do this and I do this, then I'll go do my health. Well, no, you're gonna be exhausted, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna be you know, exhausted, you're not gonna do it. So if you prioritize that first, just like profit, you pay yourself first right. and force the business to work on what's last, you're gonna have a complete transformation in both. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Adam, you got a question for Dave? Um, well, no, I'm gonna, I want to go back to your start with as a sports agent a little bit, and if there was ever a uh, a client or, or that you want to discuss that was a little difficult to deal with, because I know 
the Jerry Maguire story was based on your office. Show me the money. Yeah, Lee Steinberg, uh, they, Cameron Crowe followed him around. I was CEO of Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of clients uh, that had challenges because uh, you put a lot of money into young people's hands, uh, as I proved as well, even with the academic background that I had with uh, going to grad, law school, business school, the other things that I participated in, I still managed to screw it up and lose over $100 million. Uh, I, I would uh, prefer, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a story about a client that we fired, uh, because then I won't be hurting someone's feelings. But Plexico Burris, you may have remembered. Yeah. Uh, so we, we had a requirement. At, yeah, exactly. So we had a requirement. We had a requirement at the firm that you had to have or tie your income to a purpose or a cause that you were emotionally tied to. So we had boxers that couldn't afford shoes. So they had foundations for shoes, uh, you know, kicks for critters with Bernerska, uh, Vander Holyfield. Uh, he did PSAs and gave money to protect women's rights and abused women. So, and of course, work done. We gave down payments mm -hmm. to single moms uh, for houses. So Plexico refused. <laughs> he refused uh, <laughs> to give any of his money or his time to a charity purpose or cause. And Lee fired him. And one of the things Lee taught me about these good deeds, right? This idea of being kind to your future self by doing good deeds. It wasn't just because Lee and I and Warren Moon, my other business partner, felt this was the best thing to do, but it ended up being the best thing to do as a sports agent because the more they gave back to the community and the better their frequency or their brand of being, you know, someone that was philanthropic, the harder it was for a team to get rid of a guy and the easier it was for us to negotiate for more money because the community, the fans, would be mad at the team if we didn't re-sign Steve Young, Troy Aikman, or Warren Moon. Work done, Bruce Smith, Thurman Thomas. So anyway, we dumped Plexo Go Burris, and within two weeks, he shoots himself. <laughs> oh, wow. That is crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Did anyone here just have a flashback to Tech Mobile when he rattled For off sure. those players? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that is great. Tech Mobile. Those, those players are legit. George Carmona, yeah. the host of Gridiron Junkies. What do you have for he's, Mr. Meltzer? He's speaking my language. Yeah. Dave, you actually said, hey, you want to come on my podcast? And then all of a sudden this happened. So <laughs> that was great. I don't know if you remember me outside of the Blue Wire before your show this yeah. Yeah, I um, did. Thank you. Uh, you were doing great, and you've obviously seen a lot of great people, uh, athletes specifically. And they athletes always talk about, like, callousing the mind, like doing hard things so that when, like, the, the work-life balance comes into play, you're already, you know, going to go the extra mile for yourself. What player did you see in your day and age that had that, like, Mamba mentality of sorts that doesn't really get talked about? I don't think he gets talked about enough, but Warren Moon, yeah. you know, he's getting older where people don't even remember, you know, my best friend and business partner uh, was sports one marketing, but imagine this Warren Moon, the best high school player in California can't get into a pack eight school. It was called pack eight back then, right? Because they wouldn't let him play quarterback. So then he goes to junior college at, at Cal state LA and he wins the state championship in junior college. And he then, his coach wants him to play two years, so he won't send his film out 
to the pack eight to try to convince them. So Warren breaks into the film room, steals the key, and he sends out his own tape, which then only Don James at University of Washington is the only one in the pack eight. After everything this kid has done that says, I'll let you play quarterback and I'm going to teach you to be a leader. He then goes to be the MVP of the Rose Bowl. Washington beating Michigan 16 and a half point underdogs MVP of the Rose Bowl and nobody wants to draft him as a quarterback so he then has to go up to Canada a Los Angeles kid goes to Edmonton where the average temperature I think is zero and he every year breaks every record and wins the Grey Cup first year nobody wants him second year nobody in the NFL wants him third year fourth year fifth year Finally, in the sixth year, after winning great cups and MVPs, Houston finally takes him on and makes him the highest paid player in the NFL. Can you imagine the mindset, heart set, and handset struggles? You know, forget how hard he worked, but think about emotionally how you must mm-hmm. feel to think that the only reason I'm not playing with guys that I'm better than is because of the color of my skin. I can't think of the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential more illustrated than by one of my friends and heroes, Warren Moon. And people, I don't ever want them to forget about Clemente, Jackie Robinson, or Warren Moon, who went through struggles beyond what most athletes will even ever imagine. Man, that was spot on. You know that what's crazy? Though? Preach, David Meltzer. Preach. It's crazy awesome. because I am obviously a huge sports fan, and I have never heard I swear that, story. that Warren Moon. No, and I didn't before. realize, Dave. I didn't realize then because didn't he still play like eighteen or twenty-one? How many years did he play in the actual NFL? Seventeen. He's the only person, only black quarterback in the Hall of Fame to date. When he finished playing, he held almost every record, and then Brett Favre beat most of those, and then Brady and and, uh, Manning. Uh, Of course, they changed the game, and you couldn't molest uh, wide receivers anymore. But Warren Moon, one of my favorite sports science things they've ever done is they, uh, in science, said who threw the tightest spiral, Mm -hmm. and Warren Moon still has the scientific record for throwing the best pass, basically. And... uh, he, he, this man was an amazing guy, though. Just... That's great stuff. You are an amazing guy, Dave Meltzer. I can't thank you enough. I know you are busy, and I know um, you know everyone wants your time, and I appreciate you hopping on this with me. And I'm looking forward to taking over the world uh, by way of podcast studios with you uh, in the near future. Yeah, well, all you guys are welcome on my content. I love to amplify people who are good people that have great skills and knowledge, especially in sports. Uh, one of my passions, as I know it is your guys's, and we're going to open up studios and stadiums and arenas around the country so poor, more people can be junkies of the action junkies. <laughs> I love it, man. So, oh, Thank you so much. Have a good day. You're, you're shooting at Blue Wire again today? Yeah, please, anyone in Vegas, stop by 9 to 5 p.m. It's our last three episodes we're shooting for season four. We got some huge names, as John Orlando has joined and knows. So come by. We'll give you a book. We'll uh, hopefully entertain you. If you want some free food, that's always there as well. Come by and join us. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. I know what date night is this afternoon. (laughs) Going to Blue Wire. Yeah, have you been over there yet? I haven't. Oh, it's so nice. Like this is cute over here. What we're doing. Um, Blue Wire is like walking into ESPN. I mean, it's it's really nice over there. It's right next to like the buffet at Win. 
Oh, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's did, an amazing. Did he just video. call you big a big name? By the way, he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm a big too. name, Adam. <laughs> there are many things you are, John. Um, that's uh, so before we had the board of directors at the uh, Terra Luna board of or there you go, Humboldt yeah. Association. Uh, you were asking Matt a question. Tell me, you remember what it was? Um, it's gone. Rock bottom moment. Yes. There it is. Oh, there it is. okay. Coming to Jesus. Rock bottom moment. Yeah. Yeah. So um, to land this plane, like I mean, awareness, decision, int- intentionality. Um, you know, eleven years ago, I was three hundred pounds, alcoholic, addictive, sports gambler, smoked a pack of cigarettes a day. I was sitting on a couch with a marriage counselor and I didn't fit on the couch. Like that hits you at your core. Um, and then the things that just transpired from that, the, uh, the day after St. Patrick's day, I had a, I had a literally a 48 hour bender. Um, didn't leave the bar stool, didn't do anything other than play golf, drink, gamble, uh, and eat. And, um, lost about $5,500 day one, won it back day two. Wow. Talk about like, this is, this is day one of March madness. And I'm like, Oh geez. We're, we're loading up. Oh, God. And then day two, I'm like reload. We're going all in. And, um, the next day, the first thing I said to my wife after not seeing her for, um, you know, two days essentially. And, um, I said, Hey, can you take me to the pub to get my car? Was the first thing I said to her wow. and just seeing the ghost, the love, the emotion just come out of her was like, all right, dude, you have about four minutes to figure this out or else yeah. you're going to lose her after four. I mean, and we've been together for a decade, but we'd only been married 14 months. And you'd lost the weight at this point already. Uh, no, I hadn't. Okay, I, was okay. still, I was still a big boy. Um, and wow. so that was the thing that started. And I mean, I was going to be dead, divorced, and jailer broke. Um, and I did not want to do any of it. I did not. I didn't yeah. want to lose weight. I mean, I knew I needed to lose weight, sure. but I didn't want to stop drinking. I didn't want to stop gambling. I didn't want to stop smoking. I, I enjoyed going to the bar and having fun with you guys, and you're sitting on the elbow, and you're sitting on the corner, and you know we're playing Shut the Box, and it's Tawaka, and it's Coors Lights, and we're, we're betting on the Cubs. Like, yeah. That's what I love to do. First mistake, betting on the Cubs. But well, I understand. Hey, I understand your point. The only reason we bet on him was because they were at 1 o'clock <laughs> but, in the afternoon. But he never, said, he never said betting on the Cubs to lose. Right. Or win, you know, <laughs> That's never, true. Yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. reference that. The only reason we bet on the Cubs was because they were the first game of the day. Right. Because, right. They, had the day, <laughs> okay, we bet because they had the day games at Wrigley. Right. Hey, you it know? didn't matter. Um, that was the only reason the Cubs were in the he, lineup, right? He's so young, he doesn't even realize that there was a time when the Cubs only played day games I at do. home. I do remember. Do you? And I, I, well, I can connotate it to football. Notre Dame never played a night game until yeah. about 2016. Really? And they yeah. played Michigan. Yes. However, Notre Dame had lights. But the Cubs didn't even have lights. The Cubs didn't have lights. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, Cubs, um, whoever was pitching, first run or no runs, first inning, like, <laughs> give it to me. Like, I needed that win at one ten in the afternoon. Well, you know, it's funny he says that because, I love it. you know, a lot now um, online gambling or, or you know, oh, your phone and mobile gambling, exist. you know, you can bet per pitch. Right. And this is one I was reading an article this season. Because of the pitch clock, they're having issues because oh, how can't quickly oh, wow. yep. you have to do it. Yeah, they're not, it's going to be some, you know what? We're sitting in the city that'll figure it out. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Somebody's figuring it out. So then all of that transpired, got to the, 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 the finances, and it's like, man, dude, we have 90 days and we've taken out, you know, two $50,000 401k. But and your wife knew you took these out, obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, at that point, we had like converted everything. I mean, we were all, we were squared away. 
Um, and then 40 months later, we pay off all of our debt and we, you know, sacrifice. And next thing I know, I'm in real estate because I have to go raise the bridge. I have to go make more money. Uh, that led to, you know, I was sitting at a table like this. And my new awareness, I was sitting at a table like this. I was going to make seven grand for my <coughs> first real estate commission in 2017. And I'm telling you guys what I'm doing with it. And you guys look at like me, like I have 12 heads. Like, what are you talking about? You're going to save money. You're going to pay yourself first. You're going to save money for the government or pay taxes. Right. And your business is going to run on what's left. And at that moment, I realized real estate agents are selling real estate this month to pay last year's taxes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And thousands of conversations later, here we are. Living real in estate, Las Vegas. Say that again. Real estate agents. Real estate agents. And, and most entrepreneurs, right? Most sure. entrepreneurs. And, but I, my, my niche is real estate agents because of not making as much as they think, spending more than they care to admit, which forces and causes them to be behind on taxes and investing. Real estate agents don't take their commission and save for taxes that they owe on that money. Makes sense. Right? So they're all of, most of their money is going towards obligations, not opportunities. Right. Which is keeping mm. them on the transaction treadmill, always having to sell more and more and more real estate. Yeah. But if you're trying to get from one side of the lake to the other and you have holes in the boat, does it matter how fast you paddle? Hmm. Now, Which is selling sure. more real estate. Now, let me ask you this. When you both lost the weight, did you both lose it at the same time, like in parallel? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I was kind of first. She was already fit um, and then had a, you know, she had an injury. Oh, that, she went from fit to then heavier. Yeah, she's like okay. remaining, like fit to fat to fit. Got it, got it. Uh, okay. But not fat, right? But, oh, because I was going to say, so that's, that, that's going to kill my question. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to say, what, did, did you both have that like, holy shit moment, like looking in the mirror when you both lost the weight? Like, holy shit, we're hot. Well, like, I, like there was a picture, actually, it's the one I just shared on uh, Instagram as are before, was, which was actually here 11 years ago in Vegas at the Palms or Caesars. I think or, I saw that, right? Yeah, that I think I like, yeah. That yeah. was the big one. So, um, so she saw that, right? And I was on this journey and we were with a network marketing company called Visalis, the Body by Vi 90 Day Challenge. Okay, mm -hmm. I've heard that. Yeah. Shake, I know, shake mix, it takes I like know Ryan mix. Blair very well. So RB, right? Rock, rock bottom to rock star, right? Yep. Yeah. So the, I did PR for him back then. Oh, did you really? Yep. Yep. Cool. So we were part of Visalis. We were part of the Body by Vi Challenge movement. And yep. so when we were involved in not only the business side, but the being a consumer side, and, and, and doing that, that was our platform. And so when she saw that you could actually transform and do the Body by Vi competition, yeah. you could do the Body by Vi challenge, and that got her into fitness training and uh, bikinis shows, and she probably did, I don't know, she probably did a dozen in four or five years. So that was her thing. Yep. Um, wasn't my thing, I was team spouse, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, I was doing my own thing, right? I, my goal was to go make money helping people change their lives through the 90 day challenge. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, now when I coach agents, it's like, we look at everything 90 days, everybody wants right now, they want the cash flow, They want the plane. They want the watch. They want the apartments. They want the mm -hmm. wealth, but nobody is willing to go do 90 days of blood work, keto yeah. shakes or the challenge or whatever yeah. it was. Cause it wasn't just shakes. Right. But right. nobody's willing to go, Hey, I'm not going to use a credit card for 90 days. I'm going to use my debit card and I'm going to use cash. Yeah. Right. Nobody's willing to just say, Hey, I'm just going to go and just eat everything in my pantry for the for next two weeks. Yeah. So I don't go spend more money. That's yeah. dangerous. Right. Almost everything's expired. 
Yeah. Well, and you then know, throw it away. And then right? you realize it. And right. Then you don't have food. And right. then you got to go buy food. Well, well, but that's fine if you do it and there's nothing there. Right. But too many people, and I'm, again, we're using analogies here, but like it's just this consumption driven world that we're in is we fill the pantry. Yep. We eat what we want. We leave what we don't. We go buy more. We go buy, we eat. And then next thing you know, you have a pantry full of stuff that is either expired, which you waste, number one, or or oh, Adam, Adam just pulled up. Just yeah. pulled I was up. wondering yeah. what you were fishing. Yeah, yeah I was you're, trying to, I was wanted yeah, to see. Adam's like, I need to see I this. I see right. what you're, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we would have needed a stool. Like, these chairs yeah. with the arms wouldn't have fit. Yeah. Um, but then it's just this, we just add more and add more and add more. Same thing with clothes. Yeah. Right? The first thing I have everyone do when I, when I work with them, and they want, they come to me for finance, right? Uh, or health and fitness, and it's yeah. the same principles, right? You burn less than you... You eat less than you burn, yep. and you oh, spend there it less is, than you burn. Uh, Travis Patterson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Like that, uh, that picture on the left was outside of is it Capo's, the Italian restaurant here, the yeah. gangster. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that yeah, was yeah, outside sure. of Capo's here in Vegas eleven years ago. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail, from accepting payments to managing inventory. Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah. So. That's, when you look at that picture on the left, like what goes through your mind? Like, like how did I get there? Like what the hell? Like, well, I know how I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That box right there is <laughs> yeah. how you got that there. Box. Shout out to Big Box for the free donuts. <laughs> that box, the yeah. McDonald's, the Burger King, the late nights. The yes, chicken, the, Chick-fil-A. How about Chick-fil-A? Was that it, your jam? It, dude, Chick-fil-A didn't exist. Oh, man, you missed out. Like, don't relapse, but I'm just saying. Hey, a so nice that's, that's one of the things. That's, I don't, obviously, I'm not in any danger of going into relapse, yeah, especially okay. with like alcohol. But one of the things that, like, it doesn't frustrate me, but I'm like, man, they didn't have any of the cool drinks back then. <laughs> like, they didn't have White Claw and High Noon right, and right. all that. I was stuck with Coors Light, Miller right. Light. Or, like, you had Jager. to drink some nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, man. Zima. Zima? Yeah. Zima? Zima. 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 Yeah. <laughs> like, none of the cool George stuff. George is like, what are you guys so talking about? Zima. I don't even know like, these exactly. dinosaur beverages. Um, no, it's crazy, though. I mean, like, was it just our generation? Oh, it was probably your generation. It was probably like this. Alcohol sucks. Like, let's put it into something that's. I don't even think it's that. I think there was no difference. You know, what did we know? Yeah, Yeah, we didn't know that, dude. It was Marlboro Reds, Coors Lights, because that's what my dad did. Right. Right. Yeah. That was it. I just feel like the the '70s just had like an odor of like uh, old Vegas casino for sure, without a doubt. Sinatra type of shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know. I mean the um, you know, (laughs) like, you know, part of my weight loss journey was I was I was a heavy beer drinker. Like it was. Roll out of bed, go to the golf course, grab a six pack. Hopefully, the beverage cart gal comes before the turn so I can refresh. Yeah. Um, but then when I started losing weight, I was like, I can't keep drinking these calories. Yeah. So I did a great idea, and I was like, Let's go to vodka. And <laughs> oh my god! And it was just a shit show for about three weeks, which was at the end, which is how you lose, you know, fifty five hundred dollars and then come back and win six grand. Yeah. But um, but yeah, those last those last moments, man, those last months of uh, I went out in a blaze of glory. I think I went three and twenty-seven my last weekend of Ooh. betting betting baseball. Oh my oh, yeah. goodness! Carrie Wood, Mirror, or uh, Carrie Wood, and that was a uh, holiday. You know, just hammer them on the money line, get rocked. Yeah. Ouch. Damn. Oh man. Yeah. 
Back the, the money line that looks like free money they can't lose. Surely. How's he going to lose? Surely the Marlins aren't going to beat Holiday. Right. Yep. <laughs> Whoops. You're like, the team doesn't hate I you know. Like, Cody, yeah. like, surely the Lakers are going to co- cover against the Clippers. Right, right. Nope. <laughs> Wake up. Uh, San Jose is not going to lose. Minus 300. Loser. Man, at where 10 did, o'clock at night. Where you were know, you living at this point? Washington D.C., Northern okay. Virginia. So, so that was a question I would have. So, obviously, the the West Coast games. Would you stay up to watch them? Or, oh hell no! So the you get up in the morning, and, and the first was, thing uh, you do is, this. And is you, that. Yeah, you grab the it was phone. Like this. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, got to fire right. back stronger today. I was like, all right, double up to catch all up. Right. Who's who's pitching yeah. in the in the two o'clock Cubs game? <laughs> It was a mess. Oh my but, god! Um, but no, now um, you know we've had a three-year plan to get to Las Vegas or to move out of Washington D.C. Um, so I had to make a a, a significant decision uh, to we wanted to we wanted to be out of Washington D.C. Northern Virginia simply because we knew there was better, and we started seeing we were out of debt at this point. We were starting to make some, save some money, build some wealth, and we looked at and said, "Hey, what do we want and what don't we want?" Yeah. And what we what we didn't want was. Rain, humidity, snow. Um, and welcome just, to Vegas. Welcome to <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we said, hey, let's move to where we can uh, get what we want. And, I mean, it was, you know, when you talk, start talking uh, taxes and weather, I mean, the, the country starts getting really small. Yeah. And um, so it was Las Vegas. So we moved here, um, built a coaching business online over the last three years. And now uh, living in Las Vegas. On behalf of Las Vegas, I apologize for the weather this past week. Seriously. It was not on the brochure. <laughs> yeah, this was, not, this was not on the video, on the B-roll that yes, uh, the yeah. city of Las Vegas sent me. Coaching-wise, is it easier to coach men or women, or does it not matter? Oh, man, women are so easy to coach. I knew you were going to say that. I, I never in my life thought, I mean, I would have I bet so much money. Another my, another my, bet you would have lost. Another loss. That <laughs> this would have been. This was my coaching calendar. Right. I was like, it's it's the you guys. guys. And my calendar is filled with thirty-five to fifty-five year old uh, women that want to go crush it. That have just, um, you know, something's happened along the way. Where whether it's been divorce or that spouse that's just been heavy-handed or just didn't have conversations with money. And uh, yeah, my calendar is filled with um, women that want to go smash it. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then I got to beat the head, beat the guys over the head about you have to do a budget. You have to. They do this. argue with you. They argue with me. And, yeah, no, that's. And I'm, a, like, I'm uh, like, George was a teacher. So I was I, a teacher, but I also coached softball, and yeah. it was by far like the the amount of like receptiveness that you get from I. And I don't know if it was just maybe that age group. I mean, you're definitely dealing with an older mm-hmm. age group, but I would just feel though that every. Thing that comes behind us being men is like so ego driven totally. but it's like yeah. do you have to just pull peel back the layers until you yeah. know you finally reveal yourself and they're yeah. like ah you know you are adaptable and coachable but yeah yeah so that that even just blows my mind because if i was going to be paying somebody to coach me i would never have like any pushback you know what i mean or at least that's what i would expect but yeah. but you i'm think, like but you think about even going to therapy like mental therapy where I think you go in there, obviously male or female, you're going in there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're paying somebody to coach you, to train you, to teach you. And the guys, I think it's ego. It's, you know, who the fuck are you to tell me what to do? Right. Where the women are more open to change or to uh, pivot to what, you know, right. and adapt to it. And that's part of it. 
for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of different things that, that go into it. Um, but I, ultimately, at the end of the day, the, the industry I play in is mostly women. I mean, it's, it's more women in real estate than men. And I enjoy having conversation with them, right? They're the ones that are more vulnerable. They're the ones that want to do the work. They're the ones that want to get ahead because they're playing catch up. Um, and most of them are, frankly, they're single, right? They've gone through a, a life transformation or, right. or they just want to go crush it. You know, it's so funny, the real estate industry, especially in Vegas, is you have the former cocktail waitresses that have now got their real estate license right. and they're just, you know, yeah, and more power to them. But it's just it's funny like that. Yeah. The barrier to entry to become a real estate agent is really low, right? It, it is. I mean, the I mean, it's a couple thousand bucks between, you know, fees and licenses and you have to pass a 60 hour test. Um I do have a question before it, because you talked about the test. I've always wondered, do you think a layman could go in there without any practice and pass that test? Day one, I think some of the terminology would probably throw them off because the tests in the, in the books are, are set up to, you know, I don't want to say trick you, but like you have to think through. Mm -hmm. I think if you go through and read, spend five hours kind of flipping through the information, you could probably pass the exam. Okay. Oh, I've, I've always yeah. wondered, because wow. I kind of like, want to prove it of like a point for like, right. just all these people that are like, oh, I'm going to get it after I take these year long of classes. And I'm like, it's not the bar exam. Let's put it that way. Just right. go. Yeah. yeah. Just take the it test. Took, it took me, I mean, this is, you know, five, six years. This is longer than that. Six, seven years ago. I mean, it took me a few times to pass the exam because I just wanted to get through it. But you were trying to, you were taking it I was because trying you wanted to, take to see it. it. Because I wanted, but I didn't really care what the information was. I just, I realized that I just needed to pass this test, mm -hmm. right? Because the, the gold was going to be after I got my license and I was sitting in the lunchroom right. or a conference table with, with three guys like this. And yeah. that's where the gold is. It's yeah. not sitting in a, a manual of Virginia State broker license. So what percentage of your time now is coaching versus actually selling? So selling zero real estate. Okay. So I have one closing or one contract back in Virginia that I'm just waiting for it to close. You're just coaching. A hundred percent. So I have um, about 35 coaching clients. I have retreats here in Good Las Vegas you. that are built around becoming debt free and organizing the two things that stress real estate agents out the most in entrepreneurs, inconsistent income, yeah. financial disorganization. Yeah. So I help them solve both. What's, yeah. Whether it's online coaching one-on-one -on -one in our mastermind or retreats. Yeah. And then I also, with EXP Realty, I have, you know, 170 people in my organization that I've built around the country and around the world that I help them navigate yeah. whatever is that, it is. Is that, that the wolf thing, EXP? Is that the, like, it's I, like an organization? I think I've, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, so there's an organization. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's several. I mean, we have 87,000 real estate agents now. And, um, you know, so I'm just a very small portion of that. However, we've built a really nice, fun community. Um, my sponsor and I have Proximity Partners. They have about 1,700 agents that are a part of that, that we help them navigate the landmines and pitfalls of real estate, whether it's building a business, selling more real estate, lead generation, money, video, whatever. We have different people that pour into that. So it's a really good, um, so that's where I spend my time. I'd say uh, out of 100%, I spend 70% on the coaching business and 30% on the EXP organization. Really? Growing that. And you love, you love what you're doing now. You're hundred percent happier than you've ever been. Yeah. I mean, thank God for the internet and you know, technology. I wake up grateful for zoom and technology right. and internet every day because it allows us to live the life that we want, allow it to us to scale. 
uh, and allow us to more importantly live where we want. Mm. Uh, Have you ever thought about being a golf coach? I used to be back in the day. I was a professional golf. I was a an assistant golf professional at a uh, at a club in um, in Northern Virginia. No, Evan Bellman is listening and watching, and just sent me this. Read the bottom text. Tell George I failed the first time without studying, and fake passing the test. Wait, and fake passing. Wait, what does the he test? mean, fake passing? What the fuck's a fake? What does pass? that mean, Evan? Clarity. Is, I need is clarity. Like a, is that like a, a Patrick Mahomes no look pass? Like I think he may have failed it the first time, but told everybody I got it. I passed, oh, and oh, then oh. like went back secretly. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Similar to my dad. My dad fake so, graduated from community. That's college. something Bellman would do. I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. Evan's I awesome. Like that without studying. Yeah. <laughs> He's uh yeah so so yeah I don't know more real estate I'm not licensed here in Las Vegas or Nevada I have agents around here in Vegas but um so I can refer them to obviously people like Evan and, and yeah. other agents but um I'm yeah. Evan's number one referral you got a long way to go before hey, I get I, dethroned but I like that you're looking I'm out for fine our boy with you being number you know? one I just want to be invited <laughs> to some of the house parties right yeah nice actually I forgot to invite you to the Super Bowl party well, yeah well, ah, I screwed aren't. that up wow. sorry neighbor well I mean, ah. that's what happens when you live on that side of the neighborhood yeah when you turn left you're right. way live, over there I, you're, I live with all of the, he's on the, the west peons. side you're on the east you're side. so far <laughs> west I don't even I, think about you I I, I'm the, like is he in California I don't know yeah. you know we turn right where the peons live you don't live like where the elite up where John and Evan live up on the hill that's good stuff we're at the bottom of the cliff right yeah yeah okay out of sight out of mind. Well, they oh, fucked right. up the building on their end, and they fixed it on yours. Right, right. So you're fine. Yeah. yeah. What That's, were you going to say? Well, yeah. hey, when you want a pool, you can just come down. Yeah, the okay, yeah, 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 for sure. Do you ever, like, walk around your neighborhood? Is this, like, is it <laughs> Rarely. Is this a friend? You lost me at walk, George. Yeah. yeah. The only yeah. time I've ever seen John and, uh, and, and Evan... In yeah. the neighborhood is at Evan's open house. I'm like, do these guys even live here? Right. The yeah. Well, I see Melinda day. walking the dog sometimes. Yeah, they're, they're in the uh, in the courtyard. Yeah. yeah. The farthest John will walk is to the cul-de-sac to see if the fox is up there. That's about it. I drive to the mailbox. <laughs> true story. Yeah. Like I don't. And even... it's downhill. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. There's like little like cat ball type things where you get to you can stroller around your cats. You I've seen think, them. You don't we think have most. those. <laughs> they're they are in the neighborhood. Can yeah. you be the cat guy? I know, right? Cats Take Peachy for a little walk. In a little stroller. Oh, yeah, a little God, stroller. imagine the two of yeah. John and Vanessa. Oh, Evan's, the, uh, like Evan's the, texting. The electric scooters. Uh, when it comes in, I'll show it to you. Yeah. We're yeah. going to have you guys in the electric scooter. I saw those around the neighborhood now. Really? Yeah, we should probably get some. Do you see Vanessa ever cruising never. around? Or no, never. Never. Yeah. Wow. Vanessa was roller skating last year. Was that just a fad? Uh, she was on rollerblades roller um, for five minutes. I think twice. <laughs> she's she's done. Leaving their house, it would be terrible getting back to their house on rollerblades. Roller it's brutal. You, I don't yeah. know if you can do it. I'm just walking. I've never been on skates, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's the. Um, there were some so many surprises uh, in our six to eight months that living here. Like the elevation. I mean, I know we're going to be at ele- You know, we're at 2,500, 3,500 yeah. feet, but like how fast you can go uphill and downhill and not realize it mm-hmm. until you look and until you like w- when you stand on our balcony, you can see how far like downhill. Right. Some of the roads are like to Bishop Gorman and stuff. Right. But then when you, oh. when you're at Bishop and you go back up the hill, I'm like, that's a, that's a, like uphill. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. huge. Like yeah. I had no idea. Like there was that much subtle elevation change. And all here. putts f- go towards the stratosphere. Oh, he, all he's putts been, go to Vegas. He, I got he that figured out. Knows. Yeah, all putts down to the. It's like a little drain. Yeah. yeah. 
in the stratosphere is putting at the, the win though maybe putting at the win it that's probably like the well, most well the stratosphere center. wasn't there then no joke <laughs> but anyways does it not because i've never played at the win i mean that's exclusive ass course but would that be the only course in vegas no it still it still does the same thing because it's the closest yeah it probably still breaks to the strat is it wow. too soon to start a countdown? Because we're just 14 minutes away from only 20 hours left. <laughs> Matt, I slept. Ooh. I got in bed at 11.15 last night. So for, how do you prep for okay, this? Let's ask you. Let's start year one. Go ahead. So year one, <laughs> we, we started at 6 o'clock? 8 p.m. Like idiots. 8 p.m. Oh. So... I thought I was going to sleep all day year one, and I, that got screwed up. So by the time we started at 8, I'd already been up 12 hours. Mistake one. And Go ahead. And keep in mind that that was two weeks before the world came to an end. Not even. That oh, yeah. was March 7th. Yeah, that's right. 6th and 7th, because we went to the UFC was, fight. Yes. Or that was whatever, Four March. Days before the world yeah. came. Yes. And, and we, the world that was the topic we of discussion. closed the world. Yeah, that was the topic of discussion. Mm-hmm. Then, after that, he came up with the idea, let's start at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And by hour 20, he that was, was brutal. He was done. Yeah. Last year was your best year. Last year was the best. Yeah. I but cheated you did a little sleep. bit, but yeah. Yeah. And then this year I thought, okay, I'm going to get out ahead of this. So I thought I'm going to go to bed at like nine or 10 Monday. So I went to bed this past Monday at 10 and PM. then I got up PM. at PM and I got up at 4.30 AM mm-hmm. and then same thing Tuesday. Then Wednesday, I'm friends with Randall Emmett. He's a movie producer. He did Lone Survivor, The Irishman. He comes to town. He hits me up. He's like, come over to Encore Poker. I'm like, fuck yeah, poker. So I go over there, see him. I get home at like 1.30. And I'm all Wednesday night. And my my adrenaline's crazy. So I don't fall asleep to like 2-something. And I get up at 4.30. And I'm like, I can't get up right now. So I go back to bed. And I sleep till 10 in the morning. Yesterday. Yesterday. And then last night, I got in bed at 11.15, and I was like, oh, I'm doomed. But it likes I got five hours, right? I, would, I can't fall asleep. I, I don't know how long it took me to fall asleep. I'd say at least 20 or 30 minutes staring at the ceiling. And then I fall asleep, and then I wake up. It's, I felt like maybe it was almost time to get up. It was only 12.15. Then I go back I to bed, minutes. and then uh, I get up, and it's 1.15. And literally, I go to back to bed. I get up, and it's like to something i go back to bed i get up at 3 15 had to pee i pee and i'm like i'm up i'm just staying up yeah so i've been up since like three something 3 15 okay. all right yeah you guys want to take a trip back to memory lane sure let's do it so we have a clip uh loaded up from the first 24-hour podcast <laughs> all right no way all right, let me just load this really quick. did you make oh, oh this is <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was just thinking right now. It's just dawned on me. <laughs> this is the dumbest fucking idea. <laughs> we have we we <laughs> we have 14 fucking hours to go. No, John. What? 16. No, no. That's nothing. What do you mean? 16. 12. Oh my God! Sixteen <laughs> hours to go. Fifteen and a half hours. Oh my God! What a fucking nightmare! This is so stupid. Okay. Stupid. That's awesome. There you wow. go. It's every year. But big I shout out to Julian Marquez fighting Julian tomorrow Marquez, night. Yeah, fighting tomorrow night. That's right. Julian. Yeah, Julian's in that clip. Yeah. It's that. I think that's the running like theme of the show. Yeah. Is, is this the dumbest idea? You're always going to be sleep deprived. Yeah. And we're going to make it happen. Yeah. But I think. 
what was the difference though is like there's more people here at the studio. I mean, we're playing Nintendo Switch Sports back yeah, there. Yeah. I won a volleyball game. The energy's <laughs> up. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't th- bring smelling salts. That was the one thing I wanted to bring that I think could give us like a jolt. Right. Like late in the night, like really, you know. Maybe can... Cameron brings those over. She, you have them? I don't, I don't even know. know How do you, you buy... get them? Where do you buy smelling salts? I don't know. Dark well, web, if anybody, Travis. If anybody can, can get them, it's, like, it's going to be Eva. Yeah, or like... Oh, right. I mean, I She's got them. I don't know if she does. Well, his girlfriend's a paramedic. So, uh, yeah. She's, she's got, got anything him, you want. But was it li- what year was it that you were sound asleep on the microphone like this? The first year. No. Oh. Yes. It was, it was here. It was in the studio. It was? Yeah, with, your, with the glasses. No, I think that's the first year. No, it was here. It was? It was? The, yeah, you were asleep. It was the... Not, I guess it okay, was... Okay, I did fall asleep the first year, too, on the yeah. last segment, Gio and that fitness girl. Yeah, for And literally, I was falling asleep. I had to... I was like, I'm sorry. I just... I can't stay up. I'm, I'm dying. I did that at a blackjack table once. Fell asleep at a blackjack? I fall yeah. asleep at poker. All, yeah. It's actually very common at poker. What do they do? do they, does the dealer like, hey... The dealer will say something, hit the table, and usually the guy next to you is like, buddy, it's on you. Like, you literally, you're in a hand. Like, you have cards. Yeah. And you, like, oh, there's $200 of chips on the That's uh, where I play. got, <laughs> Travis, that's where I got my patented, uh, this guy kept falling asleep at Hollywood Park once. This is like 10 years ago. And I was like, he was, uh, he was this Asian guy, and I, I was like, buddy, wake up. Like, it's on you. And he looks up at me, and his little eyes, he was like half open. He's like, me so sleepy. He just goes, me so sleepy. <laughs> I felt, everyone felt so bad for him. <laughs> me so sleepy. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, and that's why I say me so sleepy when I'm tired now. Oh, wow. I think of that guy at Hollywood Park. Me so sleepy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, you played blackjack was your game of choice? Blackjack and sports. Okay, so blackjack. When the cards aren't going your way, are you a... Oh, God. I know where he's headed here. Oh, I don't even know if I remember, but go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Were you, were you a nice, calm gambler, or were you a... Angry, fuck the dealer, fuck life, fuck this shit, everything else. He's dying no. to look at me as he's saying. I'm not all saying that. Any he, of that. Yeah, you are, but it's no, okay. I'm not, I'm not. I never got really mad. Like, I mean, really? No. Really? Have you ever <laughs> fantasized about taking a bunch of your chips, your chips, winding up and just throwing them in the fucking dealer's face since they're going to end up there anyway? No, but and yell fuck you at the end of that. No, <laughs> it's so funny. Never. No. no. I have. Okay. I mean, I haven't done it, but I fantasized about it. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I, I probably wanted to do that on the as probably the last. I don't know if I played blackjack after this, but when we were in Vegas in 2012, yeah. Um, and when you see all the before pictures, we were at Palms, uh-huh. and um, I was 24 hour bender. Like I came to town and I was like, I had one goal: triple my money. <laughs> I love it. This is one goal. Like the, it was like the first time I'd ever came to Vegas to gamble. Yeah. Well, it was a it was a, a birthday party, but we were there to gamble. I like that you're. I mean, catch you up, but I like that you're sensible with an attainable goal. Yeah. Just so you know, this sick bastard right here. I'm just getting started when it's tripled. Well, and so I'm not was, walking was, away at triple. It was triple, and how long can I go without having to go back to the till? Okay. Right. Mm. So yeah. So I'll never forget. I mean. I probably didn't see anybody for 10, 12, 15 hours. Wow. And my brother-in-law came down. And I'm playing, I'm only playing probably $25 hands, right? 25 or, I wasn't doing more. But I'll never forget, um, and I don't remember the exact hand, but I do remember what the dealer had. I know that I had at least four to five bets in front of me. <laughs> and the dealer hits a seven card 21. Oh, oh. my God. 
Hey. You just want to turn the table and, over. And, and at that point, I think that I probably had the John Orlando moment where yeah. I just wanted to throw I've it. I've motherfucked a lot of dealers. But I had at in least four Lieberman or five too. splits or doubles in front of me. Yeah. And, oh um, yeah, and I hit a seven card. The dealer hit a seven card. It's just uh, unbelievable. Like, I'm like four, three, right. two, four. And I'm like... Where's the king? Right. Where's the Where's king? Where's that king? And unfortunately, I had all the kings. Because he can't wait to come out. I had out. all the kings. So he can't like, wait to come out when I got 16. Like six, and then it was like yeah. 16. I'm like, just six. Right. And it was five. Well, can I get and a nine even? Can I get a nine? Can I get a nine? Can a brother yeah. get a nine? Can, and, a, um, can a guy get a nine? Yeah. What do you have to do? Who do you got to blow to get a nine around here? Yeah. Miso Sleepy, sir. So Miso Sleepy? Miso Sleepy. Who's that? Miso Sleepy. This is, oh, that's John. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Wait, you got to send that to Travis. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, that's beautiful. That's <laughs> I had perfect. to put those on to disguise that I was sleeping yeah. to, with the guests. Yeah. I was yeah. out. So, yeah. So, so that was a really bad beat, obviously, in Blackjack. Yeah. Um, and then I was definitely on the wrong side if, uh, if people remember the Tebow Miami, the Denver Miami game where Tebow somehow like scored uh, 14 points in like less than one second. Shame um, on you for not betting on Tebow. Well, Shame on I you. Mean, I mean, Shame on you. I wasn't always a Christian, John. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, the, the, the Tebow Miami game, if you have watcher viewers that, that gambled 10 years ago, they know that game. Yep. Um, yeah, some really bad beats. I, um, the one of the, in the last season that I, that I gambled the Rose Bowl, I think it was the Rose Bowl. Um, I was, I can't remember if I had Stanford or Oklahoma State. It was was it Iowa? No, it was Oklahoma State and Stanford Rose Bowl. I mean, because it was eleven o'clock at night or whatever, and um, they went down and they kneeled and kicked the field goal versus running in for a touchdown to send the game into overtime or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were trying to win the game, um, so I lost that side. So those were, I had some bad beats there at the end, like some really like, dude, you should just stop. Brutal. Like it was, it was in the air. Like yeah. just just stop. It's so awful when yeah. that happens. I yeah. remember I had a, I had the Indians. I had a future bet on the Indians when win the World Series. You can't say that anymore. Sorry, Guardians. the Guardians. I had bet on the Guardians. My bad. Uh, uh, to win the World Series when they played that year, they played the Cubs. When Coco Crisp, who was a friend of mine, when was a friend of yours? No, still is, still is. <laughs> uh, when he got traded over to Cleveland at the end of his career. The second that happened, I bet on the Indians. They were already mm-hmm. doing well, but I bet on the Indians. I was like, oh, this is destiny. Coco's going back. He's going to get a ring you know, with the, with the, with the tribe. Let's go. Yep. So I, uh, I do that, and then when they get to the World Series, my, uh, so I was going to win 32 grand if the, I think that was the number, or maybe 34, if the Indians win. So my buddy Chad, shout out to Chad McBain, was like, are you going to hedge it? And I was like, fuck no, I'm not going to hedge it because it's like bad juju on Coco. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, that's like being negative. I'm not going to do that. Like, Indians got this. And you remember, like, the Indians Dude, had this. They were one they were inning one, away. One inning away. And then that stupid fucking rain delay. It, oh, yeah. And Jason Hayward, the, like, soft-spoken pointless outfielder for the Cubs, <laughs> who's now a Dodger. Uh, Hayward hit a home run the other day, though, in spring training. Um, he gives, the, of all people, he gives the, the let's get our shit together pep talk of a lifetime in the locker room in the rain delay, and they come out and they just smash. Talk I, about, I lose. Talk about two I massive remember. things, um, and I think it's, it's so under-talked about. And I know uh, ESPN, I think in their 30, 30 for 30, they talked about it. 
But how bad the rain delay in the Red Sox-Yankees ALCS shifted that entire series when Pedro got another shot. When they were down yeah. three nothing. Oh, 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 did I did Adam, I hit a source? You all right, Adam? Did you okay? Talk us through it. What's going on What's through going your mind? On? Talk us through. Because I I was I I he's a coach. Re- He'll help you. I don't recall that. It hurt. It still hurts. Yeah, oh. it still hurts. Not as bad as Luis Gonzalez single up the middle of Mariano Rivera. Oh. I was there and it was beautiful. It was but, glorious. But, uh, I was yeah, there. No, it's, it's another one of those ones that yeah. That game four rain out, but nobody like. You right. forget about right yeah. that that allowed Pedro to get that game four start and yep mm. um, allowed all that to happen. Sorry, dude. Fuck Kurt Schilling. The bloody sock. The bloody sock. I actually Randy out of the bullpen. I have no idea how great the bloody were in the nineties. Wait, you say it again? I've seen the bloody sock in it, person. Yes, really. Yes, where it was. Uh, it's in the Hall of Fame. Oh, and he's not. No, he's not right. But it was in the Hall of Fame, and there was like a. Um, a roving dis- uh, exhibit, Rotary. yeah, and I saw it in uh, Boston of all places, mm, and they had cool. a display and they wow. had the, the bloody sock. Crazy, it was fake. I, I grew up on the Cincinnati Reds, man. You're a big uh, rock and Johnny was. Dude, I ain't John Orlando old. Damn. Um, oh, I mean, okay. come on, dude. I, Damn. Like my dad, Eric Davis, Tom Browning, uh, Jose Davis. Rio, Chris Sabo, Chris Sabo with the glasses, my dog, the cork bat. Chris Sabo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does Joey Votto fit into your like lure of Come great on, he's a Reds legend. players? I mean, Reds he, legend. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's do you he's think top fifteen probably? Top to fifteen. 20. So he's not in the top of Reds players all time. Yeah. The Reds have had some strong I mean, players, God, man. Right. At, I mean, the Reds have had. Come on, Joe Morgan, Concepcion. You look, you look at the the big red machine, right? Ben I mean, that, that's, that's five, um, right? And then you look what about at Pete Rose. Pete Rose, Cesar Geronimo. Pete Rose is at the top, right? Tom like, Seaver. Pete Rose is probably the, I mean, he has to be the greatest Reds of all time. Has to be. Barry Larkin's up there, too. Larkin's up there. Ken Griffey. E. Dar- e. Davis. Ken Griffey's the greatest Red of all time. He no? didn't play long enough. I'm going to let you guys do to be this the greatest right. Reds of all time. Oh, that's true. He Fair didn't enough. play long Fair enough for the enough. Reds. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, you're I right. think Pete Rose has to be. Yeah, it's Pete. Yeah. Has to be. And should See, be. No, I don't think so. Oh, come on. Who? I think it's Larkin. No, Barry Larkin over Johnny Bench. No, okay. Who is the greatest catcher of all time? Mike Piazza. Stop it, Mike Piazza. Are you talking overall? Oh it's Mike Piazza. Pudge. Okay. I, Pudge. I mean, I think Johnny Bench is at least top three. Is Pudge in the hall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what about Sandy? Alomar? Yes. No. Really? No. No. It's not even a Hall of Famer. Yet. Won't Sandy go? Hallmar is not going to get in the Hall He's of Fame. He's not going? No. 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 His brother is. But he's not. I think his, his dad. His brother's in even after the spitting? He made it in? Yeah, I think his dad may even be in. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if you look at the 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 pitching rotation, right? I mean, the the nasty boys, right? With uh, Dibble, Dibble and Norm Charleston. Randy, Norm Charleston and Randy get Myers. on here. Rob Dibble? You look like Rob Dibble a little bit. I look like Rob Dibble? Well, I think so. He's blonde, isn't he? Well, I mean, All right. is that gray There's, or blonde? That's gray. Okay. Yeah, sure. um, yeah the Nasty Boys, <laughs> Randy Myers. Yeah. Um, who else? Wasn't Tim Belcher with them for a little bit? Yeah, Paul O'Neill. After the Dodgers, right? Yeah, Paul, Paul, O'Neill. Paul O'Neill. I mean, I, I can Nobody I kicks think, a baseball like Paul O'Neill. No. I still consider Paul O'Neill a Yankee. You know, of course you do. Anyone that played in pinstripes is a Yankee for you. No, that's What's not Jason true. Giambi? 
Oh, on Oakland A. Okay. Because, I mean, he had his... That's when MVP he had his... MVP year. Yeah. 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 It's good shit. All right. Well, uh, we, got, we have the next segment. Uh, the next guy's the American... This is a good segue, actually. The American fan the American is coming fan, in. Right? Josh and Roe are coming in. We're going to say goodbye to Adam Lieberman. Bye, guys. Uh, George is going to take a leak. We're going to say goodbye to Matt Plummer. See ya. And uh, awesome, this Thank was you. fun, man. Yeah, Thank you so much for again. coming we Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. It's less chaotic on a normal one, but so we'll have you... Tony Perez is better than... Tony Perez. Better than Joey Another red. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. He might be top 15. Votto top 15? Yeah. I think so. He probably is. Yeah. We get into some guys that I've never heard of. Yeah. yeah. Jose Rio. Jose Rio. The circle change? No. Is that the circle pitcher, right? Yeah. Jose Rio? Yeah. Yeah. Tom Browning. Or no, I'm not, that's not who threw the circle change. That was Joaquin Andujar threw the circle yeah. change. But I don't think he was red. I don't think so. No, Cardinal. Yeah. So, right? Who threw uh, the circle change back in the day, Adam? Wow, I stumped you on a baseball? Yeah. All right. Um, this was fun, dude. Yeah, Thank this you. was fun. Yeah. <laughs>